Hello, and welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. We are your podcast. I'm Val Flight Cub, <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Pride Parade parentheses straight. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Matt, also known as Godspeed You, Gross Senator. I'm uh, Scott Matt, and I am Jeremy Renegade, the Jeremy Renegade. <laughs> I mean, to be, cl- to I be feel clear, like your name is Matt. Yeah. We, we're finally, I have managed to go so long on this network, never appearing on a podcast episode with anyone named Matt. Well. And that day has come to a close. It's done. It has happened. And I am here. Matt's here. I'm here to referee your fight to the death. <laughs> see who gets to walk out of this chat. Jeremy so. referee. Jeremy oh. referee. Jeremy yes. referee. Uh, I just want to True. note that um, uh, Jeremy Renner is a valid Homestuck troll name. Well, <laughs> okay. That makes sense because he's not from Earth. So. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do you want to just lead off with this? I feel like we could just lead off with this. It's clearly the we most could. important news story of the week. We could, mm-hmm. yes. Good night, sweet prince. Jeremy Renner, the app, is shutting down. Because uh, people were on it. And... Uh, you can't fucking have that. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the whole shenanigans that we were talking about last episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Of, but in, uh, in per- so- Impersonations of serial killers. <laughs> yes. Um, and spree killers. Um <laughs> And instead of moderating, they shut it down. Now, here's the weird part about the Jeremy Renner app. is not something I thought I would have to say. Um, this is not the first Jeremy Renner app. What? That has existed. Yes. There was another there was one? A, there was another Jeremy Renner app in 2017 that was also very short-lived, but had the opposite problem. So a lot of people were getting um, booted from Jeremy Renner because they were saying negative things or like like hateful things but also just people saying like negative stuff were getting like booted and so they and also there was some contest that there was some kind of scam or something going on with it there was a lot of drama and it got it got shut down what i'm what what, and then two years later it comes back like nothing happened what i'm thinking about this one jeremy leonard jeremy renner clearly loves drama but two it's just like to the, I'm sure he's not pitching this. Like he's not the one designing or building this app. So I don't know what I think to those. We gotta developers, give it a second pass on this. This yeah. app, guys. We like gotta to give those, it a second pass. To those developers, it's mm-hmm. like, why Jeremy Renner? Because <laughs> like, okay, we we've discussed many a time on this on this show. Garfield eats. Uh huh. The number one. Um, food and entertainment app for getting Garfield-shaped pizzas in either mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi or Toronto, the two cities yes. in which Garfield Beats exists. The two places that are... I actually did meet the CEO of Garfield Eats briefly. Ah, uh, yes. And, and also Garfield. The Garfield, yes. Uh, but the CEO the of Garfield... Is same guy? Is the CEO Garfield? Um, no. <laughs> Unless wow. the CEO was in an orange suit, though. He was wearing a bright orange suit. No way. But see, Garfield, I get. Garfield is like a beloved property that is at least tangentially related to food. Mm-hmm. What is Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner, the worst of the Avengers, which is already a pretty low bar, 
Like, what is he bringing to the the table? Yeah, I I mean, he's a person. He's just a person, but, like, not a particularly cool or interesting one. Unlike Garfield, which is a particularly cool and interesting cat. Can I read you a quote from Mr. Renner himself? Please. Yes, please. Uh, I'm always looking for new ways to connect directly with my fans all over the world in our own shared environment. And he said this in a statement, striking a decidedly human tone, which... As we all know, in a, a press a press release is incredibly challenging. So, good job, uh, Jeremy. You sounded really human. Like that doesn't sound like it was written by him either. Yeah. In fact, is Jeremy the, the, is the he real? Swagger. Is he real? Well, like, what if Jeremy Renner this whole time has just been an AI fabrication? It would explain the uh, the second pass at it. And it would explain all the duplicates. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, th- those were all just rogue Jeremy Renner AIs, <laughs> like mm-hmm. loosed upon the platform to see if they could uh, if they could successfully pass a Turing test. And they like, <laughs> phone, phone Jeremy up, and they're like, "Jeremy, we've got a problem. They're duplicating." And they've gone rogue. <laughs> now I want to like, see. Shut it down. Now I want the uh, the new Matrix movie that's coming out to just be about going inside the Jeremy Renner app, and you're just <laughs> surrounded by thousands of different slightly themed Jeremy Renners. <laughs> like, I mean, being John Malkovich got made. I feel like this could work. Mm-hmm. Rick and Morty reference. Rick and Morty reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, would you like to tell the story of the Canada being dumb, or would you like to do that at the end? I would like to tell the story about Canada being dumb because of the particular way in which it's dumb. All right, please. <laughs> this this shouldn't us. this shouldn't take too long. So um, <laughs> the long and short is Canada has an election coming in like a month and a half. Technically, it's not actually election season yet because election season is a specific date that exists after the writ is dropped and Parliament is dissolved. Okay. Um, which has not happened yet, despite the fact that the election's in a month and a half. This is pretty much normal, because Canada's longest election cycle ever was the last one, and it was 57 days. Mm-hmm. Ha- and that uh, felt like torture. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, like, I regularly follow, like, American politics, and I understand that you are already in an election cycle, despite the fact that the election is not till not only next year, but a later time next year than... Canada's is this year, because you guys are mm-hmm. regularly in November. Ours yeah. is at the latest October 21st. This October 21st. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, a Beaverton article, Beaverton being, of course, Canada's answer to the onion, that is federal search and rescue still trying to find NDP campaign. The NDP <laughs> being the New Dra- Democratic Party, which is our uh, like center-left workers' party, basically labor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like functionally mm-hmm. they're labor, um, and mm. they are pretty much nowhere to be seen. Um, they have made some like odd campaign stops. They've put out some pretty decent policy, but there just hasn't really been a blip. So the news last week was that 15 members of the provincial branch of the NDP in the province of New Brunswick, which is uh, in the Maritimes, so very close to you, Val, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, left the NDP to join the federal Green Party. Green, the Greens being the environmental party, you know, mm-hmm. standard what you expect the Greens to be, but who kind of mm-hmm. like suck on labor issues and are generally just like Tories with bicycles is what they're right. often called. Okay, yeah. Um, but then 
Several of the people who were named in the letter saying they intended to switch parties released statements saying, we were never told that that is what this meeting was going to be about. Oh my god. So what basically seems to have happened is that like the leader, like I think it's like a strategy leader or something for the regional NDP, just contacted a bunch of people, said it was they were going to be talking about merger talks or possibly about switching to the about switching to the Greens, just like they're going to have some kind of meeting. And then when anyone who signed on to this meeting was then named in this list in the press release oh the following god. day. Oh my god. <laughs> and now there's been a bunch of back and forth between the federal NDP and the federal Greens about like how much of the information is true. The Greens posit that it was true, but like bullying from the federal NDP caused people to back down. And the NDP says that the Greens made the whole thing up and it was just like a, it was a headlines grab. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> my question is, why the fuck is this what you're talking about when the election is in 40 fucking days? <laughs> Put out some fucking policy. This is this is possibly the most meaningless fucking story I've ever seen. We have an election. And, like, these two parties are not either of the leading parties in this upcoming election. So you'd mm -hmm. think that they would be using, like, their ratings and headline time to, like, you know, start pushing their policies and not this bullshit shit-slinging game. But mm -hmm. they can't really, they haven't been able to determine where the falsehoods start. So no one knows who's to blame. And that's why everyone's like trying to clear their own asses off on this one. Mm -hmm. It's really, really frustrating because like I'm an NDP supporter, pretty much always have been. Um, but the party has seemed dead on arrival since Jugmeet Singh won the leadership in 2017. And some of the people who left the NDP said it was for is because they don't see people in the Maritimes voting for a man with a turban. Oh, and come on. It's like, that's pretty open racism. So, like, if the Green Party wants these people, they can be the NDP's toilet if they want. Like, God. I know um, there's a MP, uh, a member, member of parliament from uh, Northern Ontario, so someone who's, like, familiar to my area named Charlie Angus. He was uh, the runner-up for the leadership. And he was, like, skeptical about Quebec's ability to um, to vote for someone with a turban because they have, like, a long history of religious symbols bans. Like, there was one pretty recently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, like, he seems to have very much, like, he doesn't blame the NDP for this. <laughs> yeah. I think is, like, the, is, is the difference between the statement he made because he said straight up, if the Green Party wants these fucking racists, then good riddance, they can have them. Yeah. God, <laughs> and this sounds I, a lot like um, Jeremy Corbyn, like, the kind of, the anti-Semitism row spilling into, like, the independent group. It sounds like... Really yeah, but it's 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 a, a little less in this case because it's not necessarily about the party, but it's like, it's like an optics draw on the voters. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah, trying yeah. to say what the voters are thinking. And, like, the NDP doesn't traditionally do that well in the Maritimes, but it's 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 literally just because the liberals have like a fundraising stronghold there. There are like several local billionaires that basically give equal money to the conservatives and liberals every time because they essentially run like shitty sweatshop labor around there, more or less. Like they just they suppress wages, they own massive tracts of land, they yeah. are against any kind of progressive legislation. And, like, these families, the Irvings, the McCains, they basically own the Maritimes. 
And that is like the main reason why the NDP can't fundraise there and rarely get seats there. They get seats there when they run strong candidates, but also this time they have not seeming to be put much effort in there. So it's I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I want the writ to drop already because once the writ drops, then like it actually begins and you're not just waiting in this horrible anticipation that something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Which I assume is just how Americans feel all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm, I really want that to happen already. We're definitely going to be doing like an election special as well, uh, like we mm. did for the Ontario election. We'll get I'll get some smart Canadians together for it that I know from mm-hmm. other podcasts because Canadian podcasting is a pretty tight circle and people seem to like following me on Twitter, so maybe they'll be on my podcast. <laughs> but that's the long and the short of it. More news will come out about it, I'm sure, and I'll update if I'm on again uh, before the election, which I probably will be. But uh, that's just the latest round of circus stupidity going on here. (laughs) Well, speaking of circus and stupid, uh, Boston had a straight pride parade this weekend. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah. So a lot of stuff has... um, There's been a lot of stuff on Twitter about this and, like... uh, there's a lot to say about the Pride Parade um, and everything that happened afterwards. So I kind of want to go just go chronologically and yeah. like say my experience and then um, everything after that. Get into the because, postmortems and whatnot. Yeah, um, because well, because like there's still things happening mm-hmm. related to the um, parade that uh, have have nothing to do with the day of. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was uh, it was. People keep being like, oh, how is counter-protest? And I'm like, it was fun, which is, it sounds weird, but whatever. Um, it was generally, it was really calm and very organized. Um, all of a, all of the counter-protesters had, um, like, knew where we were supposed to be. And kind yeah. of when the police were pushing us certain ways, whatever, um, there were people that were clearly leaders or guides that were telling people like, okay, get up. Get off the street and into the sidewalk. Okay, we're going to go down this block. We're going to go this block, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was a lot of planning. And then even afterwards, um, so it was a parade and then a rally um, at uh, City Hall. And at the rally that went on for several hours, there were people um, handing out water bottles to people. And uh, there were, like, people that had brought milk and, like, medics everywhere. And, like, so it was, like, very, it felt very, like, safe, basically. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of preparation that went into this counter-protest. Um, and the, before the, even before the parade, like, nothing happened, really. Mm-hmm. Like, we just, there was a lot of, like, really great chanting and, like, marching and stuff like that. But, like, before the rally and um i would say like less than 10 people were arrested um like my guess is like maybe six how many people were in attendance at that point so like an estimate thousands yeah um the 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 parade the straight pride parade um one of the i saw a reporter tweet that he thought there were like maximum 300 people there um, in the parade. And that sounded accurate to me. Um, The counter protesters were, we were in the thousands, um, I think. Yeah. And I knew it was a definite outnumbering for sure. Yeah. It was, it was a wild. And there were also, yeah. (laughs) um, 
ratioed IRL. Um, I can't believe they made ratios real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, there were not that many spectators that came to see it either. Like throughout the entire parade route, I, there's probably, there was probably like a hundred or something. I don't know. Um, so where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So before the parade and then during the parade, um, in the lead up to it, there was there wasn't like what reporters would you know call like clashes with the police or whatever. Like there were a couple people that got arrested for various things, and I was never around them when I was never around where people were getting arrested. Yeah, um, but um, there was one kid that was being carried out who clearly like went limp when he went uh, when he got arrested because there were four cops carrying him <laughs> off like it. Like an Fucking upside down legend. T- table, it was it was really funny. Absolute legend. Um, yeah, and so so also um, there were so many cops. Like there were uh, from we walked from um, one we walked like basically a block, and um, down the entire block and and the entire parade route had like metal barricades, but also had um, cops on bicycles who were basically, like, tip-to-tip making their own little wall with their bicycles. Like, that's how many of them there were. Mm-hmm. Like, just an insane amount. Oh, like, they were, they were one... like, bringing cops from out of town, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw... I mean, there were a lot of stadies. There were... Um, I saw somebody with... The, their jacket said, like, Quincy Police, which is not Boston. Um, I, I saw and, what, I saw one that was like a, I don't remember what the city was, but it was from Connecticut, which I understand is not that far, but it's still nonetheless mm-hmm. another state. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it, it was a huge number of, of cops. Um, and and basically, and like, uh, I don't remember what I, where I was going with that. Oh, um, there was, so yeah, there was only one instance of, of pepper spray that I even was aware of before the, um, the parade happened. So like, we heard somebody being like, oh yeah, there's pepper spray down there, like upwind or whatever. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a, um, it, it wasn't like a lot of action basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was relatively um, calm and like essentially the, the moral model of a counter protest. It was extremely, yeah, extremely calm. Um, so we gathered at uh, Boylston and Tremont, which is a, a corner in Boston. I don't, some people will recognize where that is. Anyway, um, to watch the actual, like, the counter-protests were kind of parked there to watch the parade go by. And there were, um, there were as a, there was an Emerson dorm across the street. Um, and there were, like, people had put post-it, like, post-it note, um, notes on their windows. And um, one of them said, I heart gay. Nice. And, and another one said, uh, straight pride where the, Eight with a letter, I mean, with a number eight. Yeah, straight pride equals poop. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very Kermit and Christian Bale nodding at this. The word, poop? yeah, or a the word symbol poop. of a poop. Oh, amazing! No, yeah, yeah, the word poop. Great. Yeah, if they made a poop um, emoji, that would have, I think, that would have really sold the message. Kids these days would, really understand emoji. Yeah, it would. But the poop emoji is smiling, which isn't appropriate. That's true. So. <laughs> So we're there, um, and the the parade goes by. Um, I saw somebody commenting on the speed of the parade on Twitter, and this is, that was absolutely accurate. They were so fast. 
Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't read all of the things that were on that, you know, that huge garish float that had all the, like, signs about draining the swamp or whatever the fuck? You couldn't read those signs because there were too many of them and they were going too fast. <laughs> like, it was like when you got a parade at 12, but you got a clan rally across the across town at 1215. <laughs> like, excuse me, like you gotta go. just sprinting. Yeah, they're just like everyone's like walking as fast as they can. Like it was, it was so stupid. Um, there were maybe like three floats. Yeah, and they were right. all ugly. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone was like a lot of people were holding American flags, and I was just like, this is interesting and seems unrelated to being straight. So, what's uh? Yeah, what's what's going on there? Why you got so many? Why do you have so many? Um. And so much Trump stuff, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, as we were passing the spectators, there weren't that many. Um, I would just say, I would just like say to them as we walked by, like, this parade was organized by neo-Nazis and just keep walking because, like, I don't know if everybody, like, knew why we were protesting because, like, yeah, straight pride is a stupid concept. It's always been a stupid concept. But, like, we all have known that, like, 16 year old white guy who's like why can't we have a straight pride parade yeah yeah like yeah it just is a thing that you you know you go through and you're like well here's why it's stupid don't worry about it yeah but like the reason that it was a huge um affront was that it wasn't actually about straight pride like milo yiannopoulos was the the grand marshal of the parade the dude is gay like <laughs> it's not it has nothing to do you know with what? that I'm going to be real. I had no idea he was there. Yeah, I didn't know that. That is, how, that is how fucking he irrelevant was. he is now. And I think he that's is. very, very funny. Yeah, that's tasty. It is, it's great. I saw a great video of somebody, um, while he was like getting set up to go in the parade, somebody walking up next to him and being like, Milo, Milo, I'm from the debt collection agency. I'm here to talk with you about several of your accounts with outstanding balances. Milo. <laughs> <laughs> Because he just has no fucking money. Oh, I wish I was one of the people with the megaphones at this. Just because. You would have had a lot of great things. Oh my god, I fucking love yelling shit at people. That's why I have podcasts. (laughs) I'm just Um, imagining, like, if Milo was there and he was the Grand Marshal of the parade, was Richard mm -hmm. Spencer just in the sewer, like Pennywise the Clown, just peeking out, (laughs) being like, I want to tell you about white nationalism. Ah. Um, <laughs> he should have. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, and like the so, Milianopolis was the grand marshal. He was also the headliner of the rally. Um, but rallies have headliners. Well, he was the last one, and they were like, "And now our grand marshal," or I thought he was the last one. Okay, I don't. This know. all seems yeah. very stupid. Well, it seems like they don't. It seems like they don't know what a parade is. Well, <laughs> it was the thing after the parade, so okay. they were parading towards city hall. The and reception. Then, the reception, as they probably yeah. referred to it as. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so, but there were people at that that thing that were talking about like how terrible it is that like the trans agenda and the gay agenda are being pushed on the youth and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why are you in this um, event with Milo Yiannopoulos if you feel that way about gay people? What do you have in common with Milo Yiannopoulos? What could it be? Why isn't, why, why is it relevant? 
Imagine the world's largest thinking emoji on the world's largest emoji keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Just what what is it about Milo that you like then? And like, I wonder. It's it's because he says it like it is, with his <laughs> repeated so lies and also financial destitution. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's an argument to be made about like, well, straight people can be in gay pride because it's allyship. But like, literally, your grand marshal, like the biggest proponent of your, the guy that you're using to advertise your pride parade is. Weren't they a gay like person? trying to get Brad Pitt? Oh, they yeah they like originally in the like program or whatever originally they were saying like yeah brad pitt is our our mascot i mean this very it it very much reads like not like it started as a joke and then they were forced to make it real yeah which honestly is so much funnier than than the reality which is constant pressure of right-wing reactionaries trying to create chaos and organized spaces yeah yeah. Like if if it was just them falling into a bucket of syrup, Sounds like it, went pretty bad it would be for pretty them. funny. <laughs> um, so there was also on my way to the rally, I saw. I mean, on the way to the parade, um, I saw somebody had tweeted like, "Antifar handing out these flyers," and Milo actually took one and like talked about it in the um, rally because they were these um, flyers that said, um, <clears throat> "Straight sex equals rape." And sex with whites equals equals white supremacy. Um, and- <laughs> I, I saw someone post that with the, the the picture of the guy who definitely spray painted "Blacks Rule" onto his own driveway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly that because I mean, it's like it's creating a straw man because otherwise, it's like people people who don't know will see the counter protest screaming about Nazis and white supremacy. like in reaction to a straight pride parade and think well those ostensibly are not related so why Mm -hmm. would they be saying that and then they might look into the fact that like the organizers of the parade were neo-nazis like (laughs) i mean that's um, putting a lot of stock into facebook uncles with car selfies and wraparound sunglasses who are the (laughs) primary demographic of this parade yes (laughs) um but it's just yeah it's so it was just like creating a narrative that was well, they think that we're white supremacists because of this other crazy reason and yeah. not um, because we are. The white supremacists. Um, the thing is, is that those those lies make enough traction that people believe them, which is right. like the most depressing shit about this whole thing. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, we'll see that and see that's literally the fakest thing in the world. But mm-hmm. like the vast majority of people have absolutely no media literacy whatsoever. Not yeah. only that, but like people really believe that Antifa is like one organization. Yeah, right. yeah, and not just a tactic. Yeah, and it's also yeah, it, like I I tweeted like I saw that tweet before I even got there, and I just responded, "No, they didn't," because they were saying like, "Oh, Antifa is handing this out," and I was like, "No, they aren't." And somebody <laughs> replied to me on Twitter, being like, "So you have proof?" Like <laughs> I was there. even if there was a guy even if there was a guy who was ostensibly an anti-fascist handing them out and it wasn't just the most ludicrous false flag of all time right even if that were true antifa is literally not an organization right (laughs) like that guy's not speaking for anyone and that yeah that's not why the protest was organized like yeah so um there were um 
So there were two guys that um, painted themselves to look like the peepee frog. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that his name is Pepe, but when you do it for white supremacy, you get you're a peepee frog. He's peepee, um, yeah. So they were, their whole bodies were painted green with the big red lips, and um, they had driven five hours to come. They were like from Philadelphia or something, and it was just like, that's so pathetic. Yeah, like imagine what? that being the way you choose to spend your life. Like, what do you stand for when that's the thing you do? Like. <laughs> what it's Um, honestly astounding yeah i mean Uh, i would almost wish that we'd have as like as many irony posters need to be more politically engaged on the left (laughs) yeah yeah because it's just so like right-wing memes are so like digestible or like not right-wing but like racist horrible yeah yeah like dovetail so easily into like heated gaming culture <laughs> that like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very easy to get um radicalized yeah um also... I, I think actually you know what i think the difference is really just like most leftist irony posters if they do go to a protest will just you know be normal yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh, like i, I was know, there and i, I, was I retract normal. my previous statement <laughs> um yeah uh, and it, so um, there were a lot of people, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I haven't seen many people like actually defending the parade, but I think that's just because I follow the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, if the claim of the straight pride parade was that it was not about hate, it was not about white supremacy, it was just about being proud to be straight. Um, one, there's a video of one of the parade people like screaming the F slur. Um, and two after the parade in the at the rally like there was this like kind of fence like border we were separated from the rally basically by Mm -hmm. like 60 feet and there was somebody at the other side of the fence that was just straight up doing the white power symbol at us with his hands and nothing else just like just resting on the fence and doing that i was just like that's why would you give yourself away like that what do you say? And the Boston cops are, I'm sure, just straight. like, I like it. <laughs> just a, a guy being straight over there. <laughs> yes, yes. What's better than this? Guys like, being straight. Guys being straight. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, so the parade was at uh, 12. The, they marched a little thingy and, they, you know, their little floats, floats went down the street. And they ended up at uh, City Hall. And then they had their rally. And the the uh, permit for the rally was, or for the whole event, was four hours. So at four o'clock, it was over. Like, everyone had to leave. Yeah. And like I said, like, at this point, 10 Antifa people, maybe, have been arrested for yeah. mm-hmm. altercating with the police. Once the rally got out... Um, the police started immediately, like, pushing the the counter-protesters away and, like, like just doing that cop thing of, like, go back this way. But they were just pushing the crowds, like, into the street. Well, they were kettling, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing where they, they, they try to gather them all into one space so they could arrest them as all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It seemed yes. to be literally what they were... Also, they were hitting people with bikes. They were... Yeah, people oh, were... Jesus. They were... 
I was I was next to a, a line of bike cops that were going by, and one of them literally like the first one in the line was just going along and just shoved a dude who was not doing anything and was not in his way. Just I mean, that, that's that's cop mo right there. Yeah, yeah. just cause like. So Shoving was, people who aren't in their way, who haven't done anything, is just literally the modus operandi of cops. Yeah. That's their yeah. entire purpose. Like, yeah. they all had the, like, visors. Like, I, like I'm sure it comes with the, bike, with the bike helmet or whatever, like the plastic visors in front, but anyone that had one on their helmet was wearing it down. Yeah. And I just, like, I passed a cop on, at one point when we were walking to like meet the parade again. And I was like, did you anticipate more milkshakes? Is that why you're doing this? Um, And so, yeah, so they were just like, they were ready to have a shoving time. And like, not only were the police like the ones being like confusing and violent, um, there was specifically in the aftermath of the parade, um, Twitter like, detective reporter people you know have Mm -hmm. found out that literally every instance of pepper spray was either performed by or initiated by one dude really like there was there was one cop who was really excited to use his new bottle of pepper spray and it was like if you watch the videos it's never provoked it's never necessary but yeah it's just like the thing about bad apples is the rest of that phrase is that they spoil the bunch. Yeah. That dude is a sucky apple. <laughs> and he makes like seven, he makes six figures. <sighs> so. And it's um, a big bunch. Yeah. So that was, so that was the, the day of, that was Saturday. Um, and another like 25 people were arrested. Um, after the parade. The Suffolk County District Attorney, Rachel Rollins, is, um, she has this, uh, her campaign, um, and also her tenure as DA, um, is based on uh, the fact that she has a list of 15 petty crimes, which the default um, for for those crimes will be to not prosecute at all. Okay. So Fucking sick. Yeah, it's awesome. There's stuff like disorderly conduct slash disturbing the peace, um, threats excluding domestic violence, um, drug possession, drug possession with intent to distribute. Shit, Um, she's going for it. Trespassing, breaking and entering where it's into a vacant property or where it is for the purpose of sleeping or seeking refuge from the cold and there is no damage to property. Uh, Minor alcohol possession. Like all of these things, her her, uh, administration or like her... I don't know what it's called. Her district attorneyship, <laughs> uh, their yeah. default position is to just not prosecute it. Um, standalone or resisting arrest charge is she will not prosecute. And resisting uh, arrest is a nothing charge, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's made up. It's just like the police didn't like you. Yeah, is a crime. Um, and then also like uh, resisting arrest with any of the other um, as a an additional charge on top of any of the other things on the list. Yeah. Right. Um, so, first of all, the fucking rules. <laughs> um, yeah. I did not know that this person was um, RDA, and I'm I'm very glad that people that were on the ball voted for her. Yeah, DAs <laughs> are elected, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, we we Canada has like a a huge amount of like civil positions that are all appointed. 
and huh. it sucks ass. Hmm. Well, what are you gonna do? Um, so, <laughs> so she um, on Monday, I think. Um, I don't know. Sometime in the week that wasn't the weekend because that's how courts work. Um, she brought uh, case charges to um, these arraignments and uh, was saying that she was. I don't know, like, the legal terms for it. She was saying she was not going to prosecute yeah. any of the things that were on this list and were the majority of the arrests. So, like, mm-hmm. of the 36 people that were arrested, two of them were, like, MAGA people, and the rest were non-MAGA people. Naturally. Um, yeah. And um, so she she brought them brought the, uh, to the arraignment, told the judge she wanted to, she was planning on dismissing them. And I'm just going to go ahead and say his full name. Boston Municipal Court Judge Richard J. Sinnott is a bitch. Um, he, <laughs> he refused. Um, he refused to let her drop the charges, which is actually not something he's legally allowed to do. But he did oh, it anyway and added bail to some people of like what? $750. Fuck. Yes. Um, and it's it's completely not allowed. Um, then there was a, a defense attorney of one of these people whose cases were not getting dropped who was saying um, that sh- it's completely inappropriate that the judge would make this decision. It's com- totally against case law. Um, she was reading a bunch, like a long list of applicable case law and got, um, because the judge kept being like, stop, shut up, don't interrupt, stop talking. Yeah. Um, and she kept going. She was held in contempt of court and <sighs> was handcuffed. And she was arrested for like a, seven hours, right? Brought to a holding cell. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because she was backing the prosecutor. And this is a, a judge that like I read today something about like he was like he was in a, involved involved in a shooting, as they say. He shot somebody and the uh-huh. uh, DA at the time declined to prosecute. And so he got to be a judge. But like... Uh, also, this judge um, was a former narc, and his brother is a cop, and his wife defends cops in court. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Probably. Anyway, just um, remember, of the remember law. how the Koch brothers spend like millions and millions of dollars every year supporting conservative judges? Wonder how hmm. that's going. I don't know. Probably means. Oh, nothing. sorry, sorry. <clears throat> Koch brother. Koch brother. Cha-ching. Singular. One's dead. Woo. Rest in piss. Rest in piss, yes. Um, the other thing that really, like, really bugged me about this judge is that he was he was saying in his, like, judge statement or whatever the heck, um, he was like, you guys aren't welcome in Boston. Stay out of Boston. And, like, it's just this mentality that, like, so many conservatives have that, like, Antifa are, like, outsiders somehow yeah there's no way that bostoners could also think that white supremacy is bad and cops should be should not be overly militarized like (laughs) i mean like literally more people more people came from out of town for the straight pride parade right and i'm not even speaking like proportionally probably literally in numbers and probably (laughs) more more cops from out of town were there than than people from boston Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. christ 
Yeah, so uh, that defense attorney, Susan Church, is going to be uh, filing an official misconduct complaint um, along with like uh, the some other lawyer groups that I don't remember the name of and didn't write down. Yeah, and it's going to pass through like 80 dog. circuits of courts and it's going to be a fucking circus and it's going to last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention, Vermin Supreme was there? He was at the pro- He was at the protest. Vermin Supreme was there. Oh yeah, he was being really cool, wasn't he? Um, I mean, he was. Yeah, he was being anti-straight, straight pride parade. Um, I did watch him spit on the ground, and he didn't do the thing with his boot where you, you know where you rub it so that it's oh. less of a big little glob on the. I it's mean, fine. He's fine. His name is Vermin Supreme. His name is Vermin Supreme, and he wore a boot on his head. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll give him that one. And he did um, split, spit on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it was outside, but still, yeah. Is it still the floor if it's outside? I call. Is it outside not... a room? Shut up. <laughs> if if outside this. had a roof, it would be called a roof. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what? Outside is just room without a roof. We got it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, anyway. Um... <laughs> So that's all that I had to say. Oh, somebody got arrested by plainclothes officers for throwing water on some of the um, fascists after they left their uh, little rally thing. Oh, are you going to arrest a cloud now, cops? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Then they would have to arrest themselves. (laughs) He he says clouds. Oh, I said clouds. Like the D. Oh, shit. I was thinking like a clown with a little bulb going oh, spray spray. Yeah. You know, where they have the flower and they're going... Psh, 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 psh. Yeah, they'd ha- they would have to arrest clowns and then they would have to arrest themselves. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I agree, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two clown references so far. I'm waiting for my third. I'll, right. uh, I'll, I'll make sure to slide it in right under the wire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a clown doing limbo. No, you should do it. You should be the one. I'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's fine. Make it it natural. But anyways, like, yet another, like, large-scale counter-protest where Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of cops instigated all the shit, Mm -hmm. and then nothing happened to the white supremacists who organized. Nope. Yeah. So, like, you know, another one. We can take solace in the fact that the rally had an audience of, like, 20 people. Yeah. Like fucking Na- Miley Yiannopoulos talking into a microphone coming out of two huge speakers and amplifiers on a stage talking to like a class's worth of people. <laughs> he literally could have just made like a hacky sack circle and talked to the hacky sack circle. Yes. <sighs> Correct. He could have. He also, he made a joke that he was like, I've got a book coming out soon, which is the only reason I'm here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I was like, are you kidding though? That sounds like the literal reason, yeah. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're joking. I think you're just being honest. <laughs> Pretending. Hey, can hey, anyone lend me $20? Just kidding. <laughs> Who's actually Unless. releasing his book? Because Simon and Schuster were supposed to release the book, and then they canned it. And then um, he tried suing them, and then he lost. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, probably. When it's um, a nope. Kinkos, it's a nope. maybe? Like, he's just not taking the L on this one. No. He's not. Truly fantastic. Yes. So that's all I got for Boston. So what the fuck's going on with Brexit? What is Um, going the fuck on? Will they, won't they? 
Who knows, right? <laughs> um, Wait, Matt, before you start, I do have a question. Sure. Is is the whip involved? The whip is involved. Nice. The, the whip is involved. I like, uh, because I like the way that you say whip. The whip. Maybe I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do some variants on it while I'm... Yeah. Put a little mustard on it. I Don't will. overthink it. I'll put a little bit of ass on it. Okay, so it's actually been buck wild this week. Like, um, I was in work and Boris Johnson lost his parliamentary majority, which was, like, great. So how, I, did, how did this even happen? I don't understand what any of these did things Did pe- people are. leave the party caucus? Is that how it worked? Um, so the guy, the guy that crossed the aisle, so to speak, he left the party caucus and went and sat with the Libs Dems. I mean, the whole thing, it sort of feels like once you've done something like that, like that's an official sort of thing. So it's not as if there's like paperwork signed or whatever. But the guy who um, moved across the bench, I can't remember his name for the life of me, um, did it at the exact time that his letter of resignation was delivered to Conservative HQ, um, which is pretty saucy. Um, Absolute legend. And that meant that Boris had to, like lost his parliamentary majority in terms of votes. And there was already some rebel MPs that it was kind of known but as Boris nice. Johnson was giving his speech it was it was a really juicy juicy moment um, and since then Boris Johnson's basically sacked all of the MPs that vote against it and said they're not going to be uh, part of the party anymore like there was a whole thing like I saw Stephen Colbert saying that like he even sacked Winston Churchill's grandson it's like good the guy shouldn't be allowed to work anyway um, <laughs> yeah but yeah, so a lot of like kind of big name conservative MPs. The previous um, Chancellor Philip Hammond was sacked, um, but but also the I think the most important part this week is that like we are closer than we have ever been to see Boris Johnson cry on TV, and I'm really excited. Um, he really like, looks I'm like he's rattled. Him, <laughs> I'm imagining him crying like like a seal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just that's like, exactly. Like face down, like big heaving sobs like looks like just really blubbery so red in the face so red very red in the face so are all the people he sacked just did they just sit as independent mps um yeah so for now uh yeah so my understanding yeah but there's a lot more in common with your political system in ours than the american political system in ours because we're also like westminster parliamentary so i was just trying to see if it was like the same kind of setup yeah, exactly. And so then after that, um, Boris Johnson tried to get a vote through that would trigger a general election before the Brexit deadline, which, if they win that election, gives them the mandate to just do whatever the fuck they want, basically. So Labour um, voted against it. There was a few people... Have, well, in fact, the official party line was that Labour would abstain because if nobody votes, then Boris Johnson can't reach the majority that he needs. Like, if not two-thirds of the House vote for it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pass, a quorum right? thing, right? Yeah, so um, that failed, um, which means that basically now there's a bill that's going to be going through this week that will ask Europe to give us another extension, which is ah. like basically the last thing that Boris wants. Because um, it makes him look like a dipshit even more than he already does. Well, the whole thing is like, he like there, we're now in a situation where like he cannot undipshit himself, basically. <laughs> um, he is undipshitable. The dip has been shit. He is dipshat. Um, um, it's a real dipshot over here. 
last week we talked about the um, court appeals to stop the prorogation of parliament, and that's failed. Um, mm. So has it has the the prorogation hasn't actually happened yet though has it? No, so that that would happen because they're still voting and shit. Yeah, exactly, and um, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of hard to this this really does feel like a change in the wind. Like the past week has kind of felt a little bit like when Jeremy Corbyn got his first kind of groundswell, and it feels like maybe we're fine like finally on the cusp of turning this around and kind of everyone getting woke uh <laughs> would, be, would be fucking nice wouldn't it it would just be super sweet um i mean does does labor have the the support it would need to like if an election was called like gain a majority of support or um, like so, or even in coalition yeah so the lib dems have said basically they won't um, well, the they Lib won't Dem support Labour because they won't support Labour with Jeremy Corbyn in charge, and they won't go into a coalition, which is fucking hilarious. Considering that they got rid of, like, they increased tuition fees. Like, they were like, "Oh, we'll get rid of tu- tuition fees." Was the, like their election mandate, and then they oversaw austerity and all of the tuition fees rise. Um, <laughs> the Lib Dems seem like, like, just like the worst kind of dipshit in that they don't even seem to stand for anything. They are the worst like they're like centrism tm you know what joe biden would be a great fit for the liberal democrats <laughs> I, I think like Burn. i mean joe biden would be a great fit for a fucking republican so yeah, yeah. yeah. um but like you know he, the, the lib dems really do have that feel of running around the country grabbing people and going please trust us we know what we're doing like you just get the sense um, and they've never fucking known what they're doing. Yeah, they've never known what they're doing, and like, oh, they're just a disaster. Like last year or during the how election, are they polling right now? Like, fine, I think. Um, Which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, it really doesn't. But like, yeah. So the thing with Labour is, I think that they could win an election. I don't think that's inconceivable. The the problem I see is that like this might be the press's last chance to like really whip up a bit of disgusting hate. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like this is going to be if this goes to an election cycle, we're just going to be in a cesspit for like two months, basically. Oh yeah, it's going to be dirt after dirt after dirt, um, and it's going to be terrible. And the problem is that like the SNP in Scotland are pretty strong. Like people want independence mm-hmm. here, and that is it. A kind of an issue because like they're called yellow Tories up here like um, basically like they they want Scottish independence which is like a pretty broadly appealing I think f- for a lot of people but like realistically like they've got a shitty record on like LGBT rights like yeah. um, they have several high profile pretty venomous turfs like turves leading the line <laughs> yeah. sort of thing like they're they're pretty like unwilling to commit to saying t- like turves are bad. Um, yeah. But like the labor have also been a bit hapless up here. But um, if it, it's very like the NDP in Atlantic Canada, like it's similar, yeah. similar geography, similar kind of layout in in the way that it works. It's just like it's it's seen as out of the way, and so they're not putting as much work in. Yeah, and right, like, the the various. It sort of works as a separate party, so there's a Scottish Labour leader as well as a, a you know, Westminster Labour leader. And okay. Generally speaking, they don't really ever seem to be on message with what Jeremy Corbyn is, and they've they've traditionally been fairly sort of centre left, if that. Um, the most recently. useless thing for a Labour party to be. 
Exactly, right? So um, people don't really want to vote for Labour here. Like, I want to vote for Labour. Um, like, there's a possibility. Does, does, the SN, does the SNP hold, like, they hold most of the seats in Scotland. It's not all of them, though, right? Yeah, so my actual home constituency is the only Tory constituency in the entire country. Oh, isn't so, that fun? So that could flip. Uh, but, and I think that would flip SNP, which, like, generally yeah. speaking, Scotland can kind of be written off for most, like, for the Tories <laughs> or for um, for Labour, whoever's campaigning, because it does tend to just go so strongly SNP. But it's kind of a bad vote at the moment, so you never know. And, like, I feel like... It's fucked up, it's fucked up that that can happen, and then yet the referendum failed. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Mm. Like the referendum won't fail again. I, I don't. No, think for it's sure. Like, we've we've. Seen well, I mean, it. the whole thing was like it would be hard for us to enter the European Union as an independent country. Yeah. And then. Mm-hmm. And the the person who made that statement since resigned like a week ago. Um, <laughs> jo- uh, Boris Johnson's Fucking brother resigned. Okay, um, mm. I'm, I'm looking at Boris Johnson right now. Uh, sorry, Joe Johnson. Yep. Yep. Um, he looks like a person. What happened with Boris? Mm-hmm. Uh, he he looks like what you like. He was the, he's the default character in a video game that you then like use the monster factory sliders to make Boris Johnson. You just press randomize a couple of times or like yeah, and then you get Boris. He Boris looks like the had, default. Boris had his own ideas about the direction that hair is supposed to go. That's it. His brother has <laughs> yeah. regular hair. He has he still has a weird face. I but, saw a guy that had very similar hair to Boris Johnson today, and I just thought, like, buddy, you must have had a hell of a two weeks. Like, <laughs> people just think they're seeing Boris Johnson in the streets. He's had he's had countless milkshakes chucked at him. There's a really good video of someone saying, "Please get out of my town," to Boris, and he goes, "I, I will soon. I will soon." Um, I'm just imagining someone just exasperatedly saying, "Boris, please get out of my town." Like, like, please, and I really do love it. Prime Minister would get that kind of treatment. I'm absolutely loving it. It's, it's, it's quite delicious. Um, so there was a thing as well a couple of days ago where he was delivering this really, really sinister speech uh, with like probably thirty police officers behind him. Naturally. And he waffled on for so long that one of the police officers behind him got exhausted and had to sit down. And he turned around and he was like, oh dear, okay, well, I've got to make this quick. And kind of like... Oh my God. Used it as his like, <laughs> saved by the bell kind of moment and like, dipped out. Oh my God. Um, Parliament's pretty much rejected the idea of the election, as I said, because, yeah, it'll mean that like... no, So no deal's like the default now, I believe. And uh, by the 31st, if we don't have an extension or if there's an election going on, the default will be we leave with a no deal Brexit and whoever's elected after that is their shit to deal with. So that's not really what they want. Mm. So they, what they want is an extension and yeah. then the whatever party were to get in, in an election if that were to happen to essentially clean up the mess and have more time to do it. Yeah. And not, be, and not be forced into a situation of a no-deal Brexit that they don't necessarily want to do at all. Exactly. And, like, it's probably... So that, that makes more sense to me, because I was wondering why Labour wouldn't want to go for an election, and it makes sense if they're not going to get an extension that an election would be a bad idea, because then they're the ones who have to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, not only that, but, like, it, I, it would just be, like... It's kind of unthinkable that there would be no sort of sitting Parliament while no deal brexit is sort of just blowing up in the background it would just be 
absolutely ridiculous. Just a prorogued parliament. Everyone's on fucking vacation. <laughs> yeah. I'm at I'm home making some. Pro- I'm making some prorogies. <laughs> I haven't been able to make prorogies in years. Because the last time I did it was the last time that pro- Parliament in Canada was prorogued, which was like 2010. <laughs> it's been ages, folks. Oh, it's, I think it's, it's been longer since pierogies. we've had it. It's just you make pierogies when they prorogue Parliament. It's, okay. But like you've still eaten it. pierogies since then. Oh, yes, of course. Okay, just not But they haven't been prorogies. Yes, 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 yes. It's, a, it's an important distinction. Mm-hmm. I've never mm-hmm. had a pierogi in my entire life. You should. They're good. Oh. It's just, it's just cheese in a pastry that's fried with some Very onions. Ooh. I can't believe that you haven't had one. They're good. It's, it's just a good food. One. You should come to my house. I'll make some for you. Be there in twenty minutes. Great. Or just you know find some Polish people. We'll make you some good ones. <laughs> Don't just go up to people who you, who are Polish and ask <laughs> okay. them to make you. Polish. Find a Polish restaurant. <laughs> okay. Someone who, something that yeah. is designed yeah. to serve you food. Yes. Do not pr- approach random poles in the street. <laughs> uh, just reminds me of I, I saw a video of a, um, a fascist at the Boston Pride Parade walking into a pole. Oh yeah. Sign. It's so good. Oh, it's just like it's classic slapstick. Mm. You really do love to see it. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, do we want to talk about the climate change town halls that happened last night? I feel like we could, we could talk about them for a little bit at least. I heard that Biden's eyeball is red. Has he got pink eye? No, no, no. It just exploded. It's red. Oh, oh. oh. Um, um, there is there is one thing I did want to mention about the climate debate, which is something I mm-hmm. did see. First of all, like legitimately good on CNN for putting on seven hours of climate town halls. Good lord, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is primarily like the Sunrise Movement's doing. Mm. which is like a youth-oriented movement about the environment. They're mm. the ones who have been pushing for the Green New Deal the strongest, and they've been generally the strongest voice to get the DNC to actually do a climate debate, which the DNC is, of course, not committed to at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so gener- genuinely good of them to do it, even though you know they had to basically be forced into it by people yelling at them a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anderson, Cooper, uh, Anderson Cooper, from what I could tell, did a pretty decent job with his questions. And wasn't just asking shitty leading questions, whereas, like, Wolf Blitzer the whole time was just using Republican talking points as questions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you saying we should ban hamburgers? Should we ban hamburgers? And it's like, no one's fucking saying that, Wolf. Are we all going to have to drive electric cars? Yeah, yeah, that was the other one. Yeah. There was a. And it's like, first of all, we shouldn't have cars. Cars should fucking be illegal. Yeah, I was like, fuck your cars. (laughs) Don't fuck your cars. No, no. No. Um, Um, There was a. A great, um, like, point of comparison that I saw of um, two candidates being asked the same question and their very different responses. Um, so mm-hmm. they were asked, I don't know if they were all asked the same question or, um, but uh, when. I think it depended on who was moderating at the time. Mm. So uh, Kamala Harris was asked, um, should we ban plastic drinking straws? Should we ban are we gonna have to ban light bulbs are we gonna something like basically like the the really like minutia of stuff and she was like well yes we should ban plastic drinking straws but paper drinking straws should have more advanced technology 
and useless fucking yeah. useless answer and and elizabeth warren was asked the same question she was like that's a fucking stupid question that's not how we're yeah. gonna fix climate change 70 percent of emissions come from three industries and obviously yeah, she didn't it's, say it's it exactly like, like that but that is basically like she said a lot of that and it's just yeah. like that is how you take it's a good fucking answer narrative yeah yeah. And like, yeah, like the, the whole plastic dr- drinking straw thing, which is like this something that never really comes up in mainstream debate is like how shitty it is for people with disabilities mm-hmm. or people with like general sensory issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if you have fucked up teeth and like nerve damage, you need a straw mm-hmm. to drink cold liquids. And mm-hmm. paper straws do not work. They fucking dissolve in a second. They Do you remember how many fucking paper straws I went through when I was repeatedly stealing ICs at the Philadelphia Zoo? <laughs> I think I had like five straws. <laughs> and they kept decomposing. I think I remember that, yeah. Have we got a clip? <laughs> of me just screaming at the zoo animals because my straw dissolved. <laughs> and then I turned to face God and walked backwards into hell. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Warren really gave a good answer on that. And mm-hmm. it is like, it's such a, it's, it's such a, like, it's showing how much giving a deeper answer on something is such a better, it's so much better at a platform like a town hall mm-hmm. where they have more than 30 seconds to answer the fucking bullshit garbage Republican talking point questions. Right. I, I've now watched Andrew Yang twice on CNN and twice I've heard him say we need to get to higher ground as like kind of like a big policy point and that just is yeah. really disturbing to me yeah Wait, no, like Andrew literally? Yang yo he has he, he said it last time too he oh said it god. during the, the regular Dem debates oh my god and like I was saying like last time when I was talking about the Dem debates on the show it's just like that kind of alarmism isn't gonna fucking get us anywhere like people understand that it's a problem but yeah. We can't already act like the sea levels are immediately going to rise 30 meters. Yeah. And that there's nothing else we could do. I don't we need to be people, talking about the solutions. I don't know that people, not, I don't know that everybody knows that it's actually a crisis. Like it's, it's now, it's happening now. Like I also agree yeah. that it's not fucking useful to just be like, sell your house and move to a mountain. Top of mountain. Uh, <laughs> in the words of H-Bomber guy responding to <laughs> Ben Shapiro, sell your houses to whom, Ben? <laughs> fucking aquaman <laughs> very good Extremely such a fucking good, good video <laughs> yes yes um bernie generally did pretty well hmm. except when he flubbed the like clear you like basically gave a eugenics answer to a question oof oof, oof, oof. Um, so there was a question about population and Someone immediately followed it with a question about abortion somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that ended up happening because I haven't seen, like, the full context of the clip. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he was talking about how the world cannot sustain the growth myth. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, abortions are good and we should be funding them in poor countries also. And I understand where he's going for with that sentiment. But that sentiment directly next to a sentiment about yeah. population growth mm-hmm. is not a good look, yeah, Bernie. It's, bad. No. it's not, yeah. yeah. That's like very much, very much, the U.S. should be funding and NGOs that offer abortion services in other countries. That has been like a huge thing uh, since Trump basically banned NGOs from supporting any organization that provides abortion mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand that as an independent talking point. Yeah. But next to population growth, it just is a really bad look. That is a yeah. And yeah. I really hope he clarifies that one in the next couple of days. That is a, really a, shouldn't. Yeah. It's a correct opinion to have 
a, a correct position to have on abortion, but it's not related to climate change and it's not related to overpopulation. Yeah. yeah. The like, problem, the the problem with population is it's not that the numbers are going up. It's that the people who have a lot of money are using too many resources themselves. Right. If we, if our like standard of consumption was lowered to even like 10 times the median of people in poorer countries, we would be way better off. Mm. In general, it's like also like, the level of consumption by people with money is so high, and like I'm counting myself among these people. Like, yeah, it's it's not them that are causing the issues in the planet. Population control, in regards to climate change, uh, should not happen on the uh, abortion side of life, but on the, yes, on the guillotine side. Yeah. Yeah. Remove yeah. the people making the bad decisions, and yeah. by remove, I mean remove their heads. Yes, from their bodies. Liberate from their bodies. Them. Liberate them. Um, on the flip side, for Warren, um, she said no public utility ownership. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Yeah. What? Yeah. And just tough rules because LMAO those work. I don't know <laughs> if that was. Sarah, I think that was Sarah that wrote that. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, private private ownership of utilities has always gone so well mm-hmm. in both the United States and Canada. Yeah. Well, like, you just um, have okay. more regulations, which always stick and are helpful. Like California sold like a majority of its power infrastructure to private owners, and they have widespread brownouts in like smaller communities. And not to mention the huge forest fire happened because one of those companies had a malfunction at one of their plants. So Literally, the big fires—the big fires that just happened—are because of privatized infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Because without proper oversight and safety regulations, that would be implied with mm-hmm. a federal publicly owned utility or provincial state-owned utility. I'm used to calling them crown corporations because that's <laughs> what they are in Canada when they're uh-huh. publicly owned. They're crown corps. Mm-hmm. Because we still have the queen. Yeah. Oh, you guys the still have the queen, queen over there? We still have the fucking queen over here. Y'all got the queen? She hasn't tried anything. I'm sure if she tried anything, they'd immediately turf the queen. But, I mean, she's trying something there. So, maybe we should get rid of the queen. I don't know. But, yeah, no. Impossible to see. Not, o- sure. not only should every utility be publicly owned, but more things should be utilities. Yes. Yeah. All all rail should be utilities. Mm-hmm. All internet should be utilities. Mm-hmm. That includes telecommunications mm-hmm. should all be utilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Water. I've always water. remember that like water isn't necessarily a public utility in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the things uh, you need to live. I was I was reading a, an article in the like recently that I should probably try to find again about the concept of natural monopolies, which I think I've brought up on the show before. But it's essentially cases where having only one owner of a certain infrastructure just makes sense from, like, the perspective of, like, space allocation. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you have one company providing internet, then only one wire has to run along the lines. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to run, you don't have to run them for every single competing company. Right. Like, could you imagine if water infrastructure had, like, competing companies and you had different companies to hook up water to your house? Yeah. Geez. And you'd have to have competing sets of pipes? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So that's what a natural monopoly is. And internet very much fits that. Mm-hmm. Roads are another obvious one for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the only the only place where you could really have an, a conceivable alternate for roads is, like, long-distance highways. And even then, we should have big, fast trains. Yes. Why don't we have big, yeah. fast trains? 
It's a great I want big question. fast trains. It's a really good question. Uh, Buttigieg wants to reach across the aisle and compromise on climate change. Fuck off. Yeah. Does nothing. And then, yeah, there was some takes about nuclear power, but I really feel like I don't have enough knowledge on nuclear power to say anything either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people would had argued that nuclear power is essential to any kind of climate, uh, any kind of decarbonization of the energy infrastructure. And I understand that. Uh, but of course, the other side is that we really haven't figured out how to deal with the waste on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the thing about nuclear power generation mainly is that it's frequently run by people who are willing to cut costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is the last thing you should do when something can cause a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, Chernobyl in the public eye again. Yeah. I feel like nuclear power is not really having a great branding moment. Yeah. And, uh... Nobody really wants a bunch of private nuclear plants as much as they would be very helpful to decarbonization. Mm. Like Ontario is like fifty percent nuclear. Hmm. It's it's why we don't have we don't have any coal plants in Ontario. It's mostly nuclear, and then like hydroelectric runs a significant portion of the rest. Mm-hmm. And even then, the hydroelectric is like mostly Niagara Falls. It's not like we had to flood anything extra to make it. Mm. Because you know hydroelectric isn't a great long term solution either. Because then you end up with like you know problems with uh, soil contamination and running people out of their indigenous land so you could build more uh, more dams. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like it's a foolproof plan, so... Uh, yeah. It's working great. Um, any other big news stories? Or shall we move to shout-outs? Oh, we can move, those. We can move to the shout-outs. I just wanted to say one more thing about the climate debate. Uh, Bernie said we should not spend trillions on the military. Wig. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, big, huge mood. Um, I would like to first shout out, um, I believe that this did not happen in real life and it happened in a dream that I had. Um, okay. Is, let me start with this. Is Beto O'Rourke still running for president? Yes. Okay. Then it was a dream that I had <laughs> that I read on Twitter that he was dropping out of the presidential race to get back into Texas politics because so many Texas Republicans are dropping out of politics right now or like not running for re-election or are retiring or whatever. Val, are you sure you didn't just have an alternate, a glimpse of like the alternate timeline where Beto wasn't a fucking idiot? Berenstain <laughs> universe. Beto has No, no, already... we're in the Berenstain universe. That's the Berenstain universe. Berenstain universe. Beto dropped out. Baron Steven universe? Bear and Steven universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Y'all see the Steven universe movie yet? No. It's pretty good. I liked it. I saw somebody at the straight pride parade wearing a Steven Universe mask, and I was like, did you watch the show? <laughs> anyway. Steven Universe is like, he's the ultimate ally. He is lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody love emoluments? I don't know what those are. It's I'm when, reading the line. And I just don't get it's it. It's when you make money from your job. Um, for example, okay. if your vice sounds okay by me, yeah, if your vice president stays at your golf course or your golf club, whatever the fuck, um, and the taxpayers pay for his stay there, and it goes in your pocket. Oh yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A little emolument. Okay, that seems fine. Yeah. So Pence, uh, Mike Pence, Michael Pence, Michael Pencil. Michael Pencil, Michael um, Pencil went to Ireland recently to, ve- to meet with Ireland's first gay prime minister. 
Um, so apparently Mike Pence isn't homophobic anymore. So <laughs> write that down. Because um, he had lunch with I'll a make gay a note. Person. Two gay people. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And that meeting was in Dublin. And um, they did the research and they realized that the best place for him to stay for that meeting in Dublin, the, ca- the capital, would mm-hmm. be Doonbeg, which is a place where Trump has a golf club and is 140 miles away. Uh, oh, that seems really convenient. Yeah. Well, the. I mean, the one thing you have to say about Ireland is that it's got really, really expansive Germany-style highways, except that it doesn't. It's got <laughs> barely any transport infrastructure. But you do have to say that. <laughs> but you you have to say. Mm-hmm. But it's not... Um, it doesn't. Sure, Dunbeck's just down the road from Dublin. Yeah. 140-mile <laughs> road. Um... Some highlights from that trip, first of all, um, in Dunbeg when he was visiting, literally no one came to see him. Um, so they had okay. like crowd control barriers and stuff. And the only people on the other side of them were like various police. There was, there's a video on Twitter of, of like uh, the quote unquote crowd and it's zero people. No exaggeration. It's <laughs> great. Um, and apparently the uh, visit with Ireland's prime minister didn't, um, was very awkward because he was like, we in America, me and, me and Trumpo, uh, we love Brexit and you should do it. And you should really be more cooperative about the Brexit. Thanks. Oh boy. Well, That's yeah, the hell, I- Michael Pencil. <laughs> and like- Because Ireland's very much like worried about, you know, the, you know, the whole idea of reinforcing a strong border between Northern Ireland and the rest of Ireland. Yeah. They're, they're, they're super into that idea. They love right? it. They, they love they it. They want a militarized border. And it's definitely... They want a militarized border. It's definitely yeah. not the thing that Boris keeps getting sent back to Belgium to try and get rid of. <laughs> it's definitely not the thing that the entire EU is backing Ireland on. <laughs> And is the deal breaker for Brexit happening. It's, yeah. Hooey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really nice. Just great. Just a really wish he didn't fucking exist. Um, but he does. So Michael Pencil, everyone. He does, and he's spending tax money to pay. To stay at his boss's house. Donald Trump himself. House. Yeah. Stay at his boss's house. <laughs> one of his many houses. Yeah. Um, uh, shout outs to Kevin Hart, age 40, oh my God. for needing Lil Nas X to explain homophobia to him. Kevin Hart, who is, wasn't allowed to host the Emmys because of his own homophobic tweets coming to light. And he didn't, he refused to apologize for it and retract it. Right. Well, yeah, he says he doesn't, he doesn't see orientation. And Lil Nas is like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lil Nas, his, his response was so great. So this was, if you don't know the story, um, HBO has a show called The Shop, and it's a barbershop style set where people just talk about stuff. And one episode had Lil Nas X and Kevin Hart. And one the host, I believe, asked Lil Nas X, why did you come out when you did? What made you feel like you wanted to do that? And I, t- to give the host credit, I think that he was like giving Lil Nas X a softball. Like, I don't think that that was him being like, why did you feel like you had to do that? 
Like, yeah. Yeah. But Kevin Hart took it the other way and was like, he said he was gay. So what? And, uh, like being like, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Lil Nas X was like, you know, growing up, I felt like I was supposed to hate this kind of stuff. And Kevin Hart pipes up like, why? What do you mean? Hate what? And Lil Nas X was like talking about, you know, homophobia in his community. And he was like, Mm -hmm. uh, he said, come on now, which was just like the perfect, yeah. like, level of energy to respond to Kevin Hart of just like, you Zoomers are so fucking powerful. Yeah. And <laughs> like, I really, I really do think the kids are all right. Yeah. At yeah. this point in my life, like, they're really, they're really doing shit right now. The next yeah. thing, the next thing out of his mouth was, if you're really from the hood, you know what I'm talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> casually, it was just like, fuck, dude. Yes. He just fucking ended that dude's whole career. Yes. Yeah. As he should have. He was so great. I also really like your Kevin Hart impression that's kept coming out. <laughs> just like, he always has to yell everything. <laughs> yes. Like, that's absolutely how he sounds at all times. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, if he wasn't always just trying to be on and would like have an honest discussion, I think he could have come out of this looking a lot less like a jackass. Yeah. Because, like, it's clear that he's gotten to the point where he's so rich that just normal people shit doesn't affect him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this happens to so many fucking comedians. Like, this is, like, the whole thing with the whole, like, the new Dave Chappelle specials. Oh and how every time he puts out a new special, it's just there's just some sort of just horrendous thing that just completely misreads some manner of social politics. He literally has yeah. a... Because he just, he doesn't fucking get Dave it. Chappelle All his has friends a new, are rich. Dave Chappelle has a new bit where he literally tells the audience that he fucking hates them. Yeah. Like, he literally says, like, like, I fucking hate you guys. Like, you're the worst. And it's like, why are you? What the? It's why so, are you there? Like, it's so fucking weird coming from, like, the same Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. who quit his stand-up comedy career because too many people would just scream his own old offensive jokes at right, him. Right, right. Like, white and people saying the And then he came back and decided. Yeah. yeah. And then he decided to come back and just double down on yeah, it. Yeah. Like, people cool. just, they, they see the reaction that they'll get from these, like, weird, shitty alt-right dudes and, like, old 40-year-old men with wraparound sunglasses taking car selfies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they think that this is something that's going to gain them, like, some kind of lasting appeal. Yeah. And it's not. Okay. Like, no one gives a shit about him yeah. also- in that manner. They're just here because it pissed off the libs. Also- And, like, it's that's diminishing returns. You can't just... You're not going to be able to live on that forever. It's not It's not a sustainable comedic method. I think some of it is really stuff that they actually believe, too. Which is just like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, for yourself. sure. For sure. Um, but also, Kevin Hart is the short man that all negative short man tweets are about. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not a... He's not at all a short king. No. Yeah, he's a short... Like, we stand, we stand short kings on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. But he is not one. Short kings. Edward right Elric? Short, short king. king. Sure. Me? Short king. Okay. How tall are you, Matt? I am like five six. All right. Okay. How tall are you, Matt? Okay. Well, I I kind of feel a bit awkward talking about this now because I'm not really a short king, but I recently found out that I'm not five eleven and I'm actually five nine. What? Dang. And I no, really... I've had this. I had the same thing happen. I thought I was five eight for years. Bruh. I think. Yeah. I think we just had bad rulers. Matthew. No, for like my a really doctor, long my time. We still got bad rulers. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you said it. 
Hey! Ding, 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 ding. Okay, ding. but literally two inches is such a big difference. How did you think that you right? were 5'11", but you yeah, were 5'9"? Yeah, so I was nine. wearing, like, How really thick shoes or something. Eight, but eight. I've had it on, like, dating profiles. Like, I've been on dates with people that they, like, I thought I was 5'11". They thought I was 5'11". They turned up and they were like, oh, this guy's lying that he's 5'11". Oh, no. And I was none the wiser. Oh, no. For me, I think it's mostly posture. If I'm yeah. not like, if I'm not having a good posture, Jay, I'm a lot shorter. Mm. And then, of course, when I go to stand up for a measurement, I'm usually like, I'm big, stretchy right now. I'm gonna make myself tall. <laughs> oh, speaking of short queens, Stephanie just walked in. Hi, Stephanie. Short queen. She is Hello. under five feet, and she is a legend. Amazing. Short legends only. Short legends only. I am five seven, which is regular, and yeah. my boyfriend is five seven which is short king and <laughs> i love it it's good oh yeah and i love him obviously whatever this is a good opportunity to just like say it like tall people suck tall, like, people? tall people suck why don't you go walk through a short doorway <laughs> and hit your head on <laughs> hit it. your head and let the doorway hit you on the way out <laughs> hey <laughs> like Tall people, you're just a menace at concerts. Mm-hmm. Don't go out in public. Yeah, Brooks, do not Why interact. Are you outside? I can't fucking see past you. Get out of my way. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Tall people only... are fine. <laughs> I love how we're having this conversation with Sarah when Sarah was supposed to be on this episode, <laughs> and Sarah's right. fucking six six. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, we do love you. <laughs> Everything that we've said is jokes. Except the thing about guillotining the rich to save the climate. That's real. Yeah. Oh, Stephanie just brought Nanu over to me. He's a baby. Baby cat. Um, another shout out. Uh, the weather map. What the heck? So you guys see this thing about... Um, I didn't see this. Okay. No. So, well, let me explain it to you. Um, on September 1st, Donald Trump... The president of America, United States, comma, um, tweeted a warning to states that would uh, predicted that were predicted to be affected by uh, tropical storm. Dorian? Question mark. I don't know if it's a hurricane or it's a tropical storm. Yeah, I don't. I don't fucking know the difference. We don't get those here. So, mm. but yeah. he said he said that the following states would be affected: Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and Alabama. Now, within, like, I think, like, an hour, if not an hour, like, a couple hours, the National Weather Service of Birmingham, Alabama, tweeted a correction that said, Alabama is not going to be affected by by Dorian. Do not worry. Like, it's not going to be in Alabama. And um, so that's fine. You know, sometimes you say things and you read a report that turns out to not be true anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially with weather. Especially with yeah. weather, yes. So then, um, yesterday, so September 5th, uh, he had an update um, where he's talking about the weather again. And it had this, first of all, an old map that had the pro- um, the projection of where the storm would go. Um, that had the little path outlined in white. This very yeah. clear, like, soft curve, like... <laughs> little eggplant upside down eggplant emoji like uh projection of where the storm would hit and a little loop of black what can only be sharpie 
jutting out of the side Oof. of it, covering the bottom of Alabama. So that cool. So the so what you're saying is it took a slight detour, mm-hmm. like um, like you're on your way to a restaurant mm-hmm. uh, for someone's birthday, mm-hmm. and you forgot to pick them up a card, mm-hmm. and then you just do a little detour out of the way to a drugstore to go pick up a just pick up a nice little card, mm-hmm. and then you come right back onto your normal path towards the restaurant. It's like that, except it's dumping a pile of rain onto Alabama. It's and if the drugstore was on the other side of the restaurant, so you had to go past the restaurant and then turn back around. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a little detour before. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Because... But you go straight past the restaurant to the drugstore instead of coming to a closer drugstore. Right. In this metaphor. Or being like... You're going You're going to the fancy drugstore that has the good cards. Or getting to your friend's place and being getting to the friend's restaurant dinner and saying, hey, I forgot a card. Sorry. Yeah. Let me just nip out. Because this is the, the, the craziest thing is like... I'm saying crazy. I don't mean crazy. I mean just stupid um i don't mean stupid you know what i mean anyway um clearly he saw this map and just drew a little blob on it to make it look like he wasn't wrong a week ago when he tweeted (sighs) one erroneous word in his tweet and like that seems like it's weather you have plausible deniability weather Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and so now... Like, you, you're allowed to be wrong about weather. You could be wrong about weather every single day of your life and still be a respected meteorologist. <laughs> exactly. That's just how the weather works. Exactly. And, like, people are picking up this whole thing about, like, he clearly drew on this with Sharpie. Um, and he is, like, posting all of these um, reports and stuff where he's like, uh, look at this one. This map says that Alabama is going to get hit. So, apology. I'm waiting for an apology, f- fake news. And it's like, no, you said something that you thought was true but wasn't like that is allowed stop tweeting about the fact yeah. that you, like that actually you didn't make a mistake because you're definitely right about this like it's so mind-boggling that he would rather like convince people in a state of the United States that they are in danger than to just say I tweeted one word wrong about weather one time absolutely astounding. He can't... I mean, not astounding. It's not surprising. He cannot be wrong. He just cannot be wrong. And also... But yet, he's wrong all the time, folks. Yeah, he's wrong, he's wrong every day of his life. all the time. Folks, I'm getting a text. Trump just resigned. Oh, thank God. Um, fun little tidbit about this as well is that falsifying a National Weather Service forecast is a federal crime. <laughs> um, oh, passing a... Folks, we... Pa- folks, we got Passing him. a... <laughs> Um, pa- passing a, a map or some kind of um, imagery off and pretending that it's uh, as if it's from the National Weather Service when it's not um, can result in a fine or imprisonment up to 90 days. So what I'm saying is put Donald Trump in jail for 69 days for drawing a ball on the nice. hurricane penis. <laughs> nice. Fuck nice. yeah. Finally, Donald Trump arrested for dick crimes. Yes. If it's Cuffin not going to be the no other one ones. lies about the rain. <laughs> <laughs> but not arrested for the dick crimes he should be arrested right, for. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. You know, you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, our last little piece of shout-out news is uh, Sands. Sands? Sands. 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 Folks, Sands Undertale's in Smash Bros. Mr. Sands Undertale. M- Mr. Sands Undertale himself. 
Megalovania is in Smash Bros, and thus Vriska is in Smash Bros. Stephanie is correct. Um, <laughs> Vriska walked so that Sans could run. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... I'm, it's it's men taking taking credit for women's accomplishments, as always. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, Sans Undertale is in Smash Bros. We're all very happy for Toby Fox. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a genuinely nice guy. And I just really love the anecdote of him literally going to Masahiro Sakurai's house and playing Smash Bros with him. Oh. And not having his own translator and so having to talk about how much Smash Bros means to him in broken Japanese. Oh, oh that's sweet. And then getting to put his song in Smash Bros because it was so heavily requested that it's the only time a song has ever come with a me me costume outfit, <laughs> which is what Sans is. He just came as like a little outfit for your me fighters. So good. But like it got the biggest pop at like the the like the 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 live stream of the Nintendo Direct at the Nintendo Store. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest excitement of the whole thing was for Sans Undertale being in Smash Bros. <laughs> People were losing their fucking minds. Yes, that's great. And that was just genuinely good to see. How can Sans Undertale jump? I've been thinking about it all day since since I without muscles. What Sans was. I just can't visualize the jump. I just don't know how that's gonna be. How you just have to watch some Smash Bros. footage, I guess. They figured it out. The animators got to it. Yeah. How would I he not be? Able but that's to a that's a that's a good segue. That's a good segue into our our usual segment of Lightbringers. Lightbringers. Things that uh, you've liked this week. Something that's made you happy this week. Something that you're really enjoying. Mm. Do any of you guys got one handy? Yeah. Um, this was a little tidbit of my life. Um, my life. <laughs> um. My my BF previously mentioned my P- BF and I are going to a wedding next weekend, and the little name card thingies um, say your name and your prefix, and mine is gonna say Mix Valerie. Oh hell nice. yes! Cool. Yeah. That's nice. That's awesome. That's it was sweet. cool that like they even thought to ask. So I'm like, this is gonna rule. Going to weddings kind of slaps it. Like, I went to a wedding last weekend of one of my cousins, and I'm going to a wedding of this this weekend of one of my, like, childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just good to go see people, eat food, yeah. wear a suit. People... It's just kind of nice. Just people taking an hour to be like, hello, a really good thing has happened to us. We like it a lot. We're going to keep doing it. Please come along. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, my Lightbringer this week, which I actually set a reminder so I wouldn't forget to talk about it, <laughs> is um, a new mural that just went up in my hometown of Sudbury, Ontario. It is the largest mural in all of Canada, and it's painted over, like, the derelict hospital in which I was born. Oh. Uh, Long story short, the hospital um, was being closed because a lot of hospitals were amalgamated into one big building down the road. And it was sold by the the nuns of St. Joseph, who were the like the Catholic clergy people who owned the church to a group of local develop, uh, not even local developers, just a group of developers mm-hmm. who have done fucking nothing with it. And it's just sat there rotting for like six years now. Mm-hmm. So um, they were approached by the people who run uh, like a Sudbury music festival about putting a mural on it. And they painted like the whole thing, this like bright rainbowy color Aww. with a lot of paint sprayers and then put like butterflies and stuff on it. And it's just like, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous mural. And the whole thing looks so nice. And it's been such a, a great artistic boon to the city in an area that had been like, so derelict before. Mm -hmm. Um, Naturally people are being all nimby about it. 
they're like, oh, this is a, it's an eyesore. Why did our taxpayer money go towards this? And it was, you know, all privately funded <laughs> um, through various, like, uh, and like any public funding they have was through like arts grants that they had secured for their festival. Okay, um, I- so like something that wasn't going to go anywhere else. And then they also had to like, they covered cost overruns themselves. I know that you said arts grants, but yes. I thought you said art scramps. <laughs> and I, What's a scram? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll I'll try to uh, I'll try to retweet. Um, there's like a, someone made a progress video of the mural going up because they had a camera trained on it like the whole time. Oh, sick! Um, I'm gonna try to retweet that to our Twitter at some point so you guys could check that out. It's it's gorgeous. I love it. And now it's like the building in which I was born is not just an abandoned building. It's an abandoned building with a cool fucking mural on it. So, <laughs> oh, that's you know, yeah. an advantage. That art is going to make you scrance across the room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Matt, you got anything? Um, yeah, I was kind of I was sort of having a think there. My favorite Star Wars game is coming to Nintendo Switch. Hey, my absolute uh, Jedi Academy, which is a game me and my brother played for literally like six years, from like two thousand and two to two thousand and eight. Like me and my brother have been talking about it. all Okay, day. so that was like it's like PS two, GameCube, Xbox era then, right? Yeah, we played it on PC, but I think it was out for Xbox. Except I, when when Xbox. I saw that the when I saw that it was coming for Switch, I was like looking at the graphics. I'm like, how old is this game? Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> because it's it's, like it's not Quake Engine, man. It's yeah, they old. didn't uh, they didn't polish it up too much, but like sometimes a port is just like it could just be a port. Yeah, I don't fine. I don't need anything else. Like I'm gonna literally I'm gonna get a Switch next week. I'm very excited about that. And oh, I'm that's so exciting! Welcome to the family. Jedi. I know. I'm really excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I got mine for Pokemon. Like I get every Nintendo console. Yep, 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 yep. I'm gonna get uh, Pokemon. I, I, ugh. Somebody said to me that I've got to be really careful with like what Switch games I want to buy because they're like sixty quid. So I guess yeah. I just got to spend six hundred pounds on ten Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to come by. Yeah. I mean, Under Undertale is also on sale right now. You could get Ooh. it for like ten. You could get it for like ten quid. So. Hell Which is, yeah. I think, how much is it, it is on Steam normally, but, like, you play it on the go. It's yeah. the whole point. I don't even think my computer could run Undertale. <laughs> That's the thing. I hate... I, I have a pretty good laptop that could run most games. I just prefer the form factor and the not having to worry about settings yeah. of playing something on a console. Yeah. That's really... I will pay extra for this. It's hmm. fine. <laughs> All right. So we are running kind of long at this mm-hmm. point. So we'll... Uh, Val, you want to you start leading the close? Yes. Um, do we plug ourselves before or after? After. All right. Um, so first of all, thank you to the taxpayers uh, for letting us use their song Evil Men from their album Cold Hearted Town for our intro. Um, we are uh, on your favorite podcatcher, including Spotify. Um, uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die is a proud member of noisepace.xyz, which includes such podcasts as Jurgenit, The Stick, the Island Shuffle, others. Um, we are HKIPGTD everywhere, so that's Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. So if you become a patron at $1, 
You get access to all of our bonus materials, so our pre-shows, our post-shows, extended Lightbringers, and Cut for Time segments. Uh, at $5 a month, you get all of that, plus a special role of Comrade in the Discord and a shout-out on the podcast. And for $10, you get the even specialer role of Conrad, which allows you to listen live uh, as we record the podcast, as I believe some people are doing right now. Uh, yes, um, some people are doing. Uh, I didn't pull up the list of people. Guess what I was doing while you were reading that? <laughs> Pulling up the patron list. So we can edit that little part out. So take it away, Matt, for our shout outs. We'd like to thank all of our five and up patrons, including a sexual fish tank, Alex Schaup, Alex Hoot, Ashinu, Bryant, Bryce, Burgermeister, Cadejo, Chaz Goblin, David Besser, Destryhawk, Dickbutt is the Real Jesus, Dijonese, Ellen, Florian Siegel, Kangaria, Maximilian Rower, Michael Weems, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Non-Binary with Left Beef, Paul Blart Fleshcart, Pregnant Seinfeld, Pierre the Disaster, Roan the Other V Berg, Six Arm Sweater, Stephanie Ruff, Summer Geist, The Tallest Jew, and Tufster McGee. Woohoo! Yahoo! I am Flight Kabu with two Bs on Twitter. I, What's the second B for? It stands for Twitter. Got it. Mm-hmm. Matt? Oh, um, I am. Oh, no. We oh, made it shit, all this it finally way. happened. <laughs> we almost made it the whole way. <laughs> Scott, Matt, you go first. Uh, I am at Matt L. Steven on Twitter.com and Mullet Bill on PlayStation Network. <laughs> nice. And then we'll we'll have to give your 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 entire Switch friend code once you get your Switch, <laughs> so all the geeks and gamers can can meet up with you online with the very intuitive method of friend codes, mm. <laughs> and listening to it to type out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, Nintendo. Uh, my name is Matt. You can find me on Twitter at mattgcn. I have other podcasts on this network, including Tuning Fork, which is a podcast about the Pitchfork Media hype machine. Uh, and Giants Confirmed, which is a deep dive through the discography of They Might Be Giants. Um, another podcast of mine, Elite Full Restore, might, you might see it again oh. soon. Ooh. It's got new art going through the commission wheel, and once the new art's ready, I'm going to start uh, doing that again, because, I mean, there's a new game coming out that really is the best time to run that podcast. Amazing. Oh. Well, like we always say, memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. And a Pokemori to use. <laughs> he a little confused, but he got the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do 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 do.